Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, episode 72. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and thank you for joining me. You know, my show has been going on now for, uh, we, we measure the seasons 20 episodes at a time. We're into season four. But in season three, some backers helped me make that season possible. And, and I thought I had thanked everyone, but it appears that I missed a few, kind of in a gap. And I wanted to take the opportunity to welcome, thank them now. And that would be John Stateskovich, Brent Mayer, who goes by the Spiel Guy, Wade Atberry, Dean Lithgow, Jamie Chambers, Chris Kirkman, Ben Mund, Daniel Bartholomew, Samir Lyons, and John Nash III. I just wanted to say thank you very much for being a supporter. Also in this season with season four going, I have started a LinkedIn group called Funding the Dream on Kickstarter because I've had a lot of people come to me looking for resources that would allow them to continue to learn more rather than just simply listening to the episodes of my show. So you can go out to LinkedIn. It's called Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. And you can go ahead and join. And there you can ask questions, receive information. And what I also ask from my guests all the time is to give back a little bit and to teach some of the things that you've learned. In addition, right now, I am about to launch and head off to Gen Con. But to do that, I have decided I want to do something a little different. I wanted to take Funding the Dream on the road. I wanted to do a 5,000 mile trip, going around, visiting Kickstarter um, project creators and see what they have done and actually meet with them in their homes and their places of business, record that, capture on video, do some interviews and that type of thing. So I will be launching my Kickstarter project to make this happen here in the next day or two. So be sure to look for that, um, that 5,000 mile road trip from San Francisco to Indianapolis and back meeting with and interviewing all kinds of backers who are doing Kickstarter projects. I think there's a lot of people out there, and this is a great opportunity for me to kind of go visit them. But it's not going to be possible unless I can get some funding to make it happen. And so I'm reaching out to you, my listeners, asking you to support me in um, making that project happen. Now, let's go ahead and turn to our guest. My guest today on the show is a um, gentleman by the name Tracy Barnett. Tracy is from uh, Central Ohio and is the founder of Sand and Steam Productions. Tracy, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. Now you go by the other Tracy, and who's the other Tracy? Well, no matter what your frame of reference is, uh, online or in whatever realms you might walk, I am the other Tracy. Got so it. it just, yeah, it just makes it easy to, uh, who is that guy? Oh, he's the other Tracy. Oh, that works. All right, that works. And Tracy, you had a project on Kickstarter called School Days that ended back in March. Mm-hmm. Tell us just a little bit about uh, that project. Well, School Days is a rules-light tabletop role-playing game uh, basically designed to give you a game experience like you might uh, see in a John Hughes movie, Think 16 Candles, or Breakfast Club, or something a little bit more out there like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, movies like Brick, that sort of thing. Uh, We see high school all around us in our media. Uh, Some of us don't have the most fond memories of it, but the game is designed to give you sort of the fictional high school experience, and that can be as normal or as crazy as you want it to be. And you, and you, uh, you have some real world experience in that, right? You're a, uh, you're a, you said an English uh, high school English teacher. Yeah, high school English. Uh, this will be my first year, but my dad was a teacher. I grew up uh, in and around schools more so than most students because, you know, I saw sort of the behind the scenes. And high school is just a, the tropes and the concepts that go with high school are very familiar to me, and I can sort of bring those things forth pretty easily. So when I happened to be designing this game, which was a, a sort of a random happenstance almost. High school was the thing that it just sort of fell into, and it turns out that it works pretty well. 
Okay, so in this episode, what we're going to talk about, the reason um, I've invited you onto the show is because uh, we've had a lot of people talking about RPGs and tabletop gaming. In your case, one of the things you did is that you offered a stretch goal. You were going along, you hit your goal. Uh, what was your goal? Uh, my initial goal was 3000 And then you surpassed that. I think you uh, ended up somewhere above $6,000, right? Yeah, uh, 6400 and some change. So you're going along, you had this great game, and then all of a sudden you hit a stretch goal, and one of the stretch goals you offered were custom dice, right? Yep. Tell us about that. What was the thought process, and um, kind of what were you thinking there with, with that offer? Well, school days, uh, like I said, it's rule, rules, light, so the game only uses a single six-sided die, just one D6. And in the rules, you get uh, success on a five or a six. So I originally thought... This will be fantastic. I will make a, a custom die available for the stretch goal that will have the word success and, you know, five and six on just the five and the six of the die. And the other numbers can be regular numbers or pips or, or what have you. And in my initial looking at uh, various producers, I settled on Chessex, one of the, the bigger manufacturing companies out there. And to my detriment, I misread how they price out their dice. I thought that I could get uh, any sides customized that I wanted to. And it turns out that the only dice that they have that have pips or numbers with some blank sides, you can have a blank on the one or a blank on the six. I wanted the five and the six. And to get that, it would have been a, uh, a fully custom die, but only two sides would have been really custom. The other four sides would have been uh, quote unquote custom drill pips that look just like a standard die. And that's I did, and we know yeah. that that's because when they have to build the mold, um, it sounds like Chessex has got a mold that's got the standard pips with one side blank, and then they mm-hmm. must make uh, an addition to that mold that adds that. So they've got it standardized. You wanted to kind of break out of that standard, not realizing that that was going to be a significant price difference, right? What did you ori- yeah. What did you originally think that you were going to pay for these custom dice? Well, for the amount that I was looking at, because since it was a stretch goal, I had a general projection of uh, roughly two hundred dice. 250 for Chessex is the cutoff for another uh, price break. But at uh, 200 dice, it was going to be 50 cents a side. So I thought I'm going to be paying about a dollar a die, which I thought was pretty acceptable. Turns out that at 50 cents a side times six sides, it would have been $3 a die, which... So your your prices, you're tripled and -hmm. you were having 200. So you went from 300 or $200 to $600. Yep. Uh, I got I got really lucky in that because I exceeded my my stretch goal and or my my initial goal by so much, and I had built some profit into each of my tiers that I had extra money to be able to spend on the dice. Uh, I also got lucky in that my artist was willing to make a completely custom uh, die design for me for all six sides because I still wanted to give the dice. I did not want to back out of that out of that stretch goal because I thought the die idea was really cool. But if I was going to pay for a custom die, I wanted all six sides to look custom. So again, lucky I had the money. I had an artist who could get a great design to me on very short notice. And I was able to give an even better die than I had originally thought I was going to give, but it was hairy there for a while because I didn't, I didn't know. I should have done all of my research. I should have contacted Chessex right up front and said, this is what I'm looking to get just so I would have been completely clear on 
how their production worked, and exactly the cost that I would be paying. Because I could have lowered the quantity of dice, perhaps, and saved some money that way. And backers, you know, respond well to that kind of transparency. You're like, oh man, I screwed up. You know, change it up a little bit. But I, I could have done some things in the beginning to change how I offered the dice or the amount of money I needed to offer the dice or any number of different things. So, I, so like, what, what would so pick one of them? What would you have done differently in the beginning, uh, knowing this situation? Well, I probably would have just gone with a standard one-side customized die. And I, I can't say as to what the, the design would have been necessarily. I believe that the design I ended up with is one that uh, a backer or a commenter on my website suggested to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I've already got this die and I can't really do that. So I probably would have just gone with a regular standard uh, five sides of pips and one custom side uh, die, probably on the six, uh, because if you want something custom, I want it associated with a positive thing, and usually rolling high is better. Uh, but I don't know what the design would have been. I don't know what any of that would have been. What I do know is that it wouldn't have been nearly as cool as what I luckily ended up with. And what did you end up with? So if I understand, uh, you told me the story, because uh, there's, two, there's two costs associated with die customization. One is the mold that we were just talking about. It went from a dollar to $3 per unit. But the other one is the artwork. Yeah. Now the artwork, again, not every artist is as, as fantastic and flexible as, as Brian Patterson was for me. I emailed him at 6 PM, uh, one night after I had found all of this out and realized I did have the money to actually spend on the dice and said, can you make me a die design that has the, the logo of the high school in school days, which is, uh, the Trowbridge high fighting Kraken. So like a, a, a tentacle kind of underwater beast and can you set it up so that like the one has one tentacle and the number two has two tentacles and he then suggested putting the actual numeral in the middle of the squid head and I thought that was a fantastic idea and he turned the design around to me in less than 24 hours and didn't charge me any extra for it not every artist is going to do that no. so and then, <laughs> not at all and then on the five and the six did, did you do something unique or just just le I, left it like that I just left them like that because the progressive design was so cool. And I realized with a design this neat, I could probably sell them for uses outside of school days. Uh, because if you're, if you're playing any uh, Call of Cthulhu themed game, uh, for example, Savage Worlds has a Call of Cthulhu setting called Realms of Cthulhu. And you, in Savage Worlds, you always need one D6 that is visually distinct from all, all your other dice. So using the Cthulhu die as your the tentacle die, I call it a Kraken die actually, as your wild die would be super cool in that game. And so there are lots of other applications for it. And uh, what I've done now, I have all of my backer reward dice manufactured. They're sitting here in my office. And I'm now doing a pre-order on my website for uh, the general purchase of those dice. All right. Um, and, and just to help people, we're talking to Tracy Barnett. And the website is sandandsteamproductions. No, it's sandandsteam.net. Sandandsteam.net. It's uh, S A N D A N D and Steam.net. And that's where they can go if they like the die, if they want to see mm -hmm. it. Um, so, as we wrap up here, what, uh, what would you pass along? What advice would you pass along to the listeners who are looking to go into their own project uh, that maybe you have uh, some suggestions about things to watch out for or things that you learned? 
Uh, the most important thing that I learned, and this, this covers all aspects of the project, from the people you work with in production to the vendors that you work with uh, to make your fancy little, uh, your gadgets or gadgets for your, your, your rewards or your stretch goals, make sure you know your costs. You need to contact the people you're going to have print a book, for example, or a board game or whatever it is you're making. Get multiple quotes. Make sure you settle on the one that you're going to go with and be set up, if at all possible, to when you finish your project, to be able to begin production right away because quotes usually have an expiration date. You're not guaranteed of those prices you know, unless uh, you, you, you buy them within a certain time. So know your costs up front. Know all of them. Shipping especially. Shipping will bite you in the butt if you do not take into account how you are going to get your stuff to your backers. So the setting your goal is fantastic. Knowing where the money is going to go initially is fantastic. Know to the cent, if you can, exactly how much everything is going to cost you because you can end up with not enough money much faster than you think. Yeah, much faster. Well, Tracy, thank you very much for uh, taking the time, kind of sharing a little bit about your insights and uh, kind of the dice. We see dice and custom mm-hmm. dice and so so often, and I think sometimes this can really come back to uh, to get people in a bad way. So thank yeah. you very much for sharing uh, a little bit of the lessons that you've learned with uh, dealing with the dice, and congratulations on your Kickstarter project. Well, thanks very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. We've been listening to Tracy Barnett. Uh, founder of Sand and Steam Productions at sandandsteam.net, talking about uh, his Kickstarter project, and particularly dice, and how the custom die kind of got out of hand and how he was able to recover from that. You have been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. Thank you for listening. Hopefully there's been something inspirational that you found so that we can inspire you to go out and do your own Kickstarter project so we can find it on Kickstarter and fund it. Thank you for listening. Take care.